welcome to the Urban Christian Woman podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashika Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiva? Girl, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. Ladies, welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast. Toshiba, we are in a dope series, The Sheroes of the Faith, um, the third iteration. Mm -hmm. And um, ladies, we're going through sheroes that are lesser known women of the Bible that are highlighting women in urban spaces, in the urban context. Mm -hmm. And so today we get the joy... I get the joy because I'm going to nerd out in my birthy nerd ways um, of talking about Shiframpua, the very little known but very important Hebrew midwives from Exodus. Mm -hmm. And we are looking at Shiframpua as the whole life advocates. Talk about it again. Not only only birth advocates, whole life advocates. Not not pro-life, but whole life. Whole life. We will talk about that. Um, because that is super, super valuable um, to us and especially in spaces where, um, for me, I really value them through the story of black and brown birthing. Um, I don't know, just the importance. I'm a doula, y'all. I can't help it. She can't help it. Toshiba, take us to the scripture. And where is so this found we in the scripture? are going to be digging into Exodus chapter 1 verse 15 to 21. And I love that this is at the start of this historical account of Exodus, right? Like when people think of Exodus, Mm -hmm. they don't think of Shifra and Pua. So Exodus 1, 15 through 21, the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, the first whose name was Shifra and the second whose name was Pua. When you help the Hebrew women give birth, observe them as they deliver. If the child is a son, kill him. But if it's a daughter, she may live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt had told them. They let the boys live. So the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, Why have you done this and let the boys live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife can get to them. So God was good to the midwives and the people multiplied and became very numerous. Since the midwives feared God, he gave them families. Pharaoh then commanded all his people, You must throw every son born to the Hebrews into the Nile, but let every daughter live. This is the word of the Lord. Amen, amen. Okay, so we're jumping in. Who are Shifra and Pua? Yeah. We see that they are Hebrew midwives and um, their names are called out in scripture, which is remarkable. Um, It means that we are to remark them. Um, Yes. And... It, there's there's like some people that say that they were the like number one and number two of many, and they and some others say that they were just the two uh, Hebrew midwives. 
And we're going to, I mean, they're Hebrew midwives. Some people would interpret that maybe they were Egyptian and tended to the Hebrews, mm. but that's debatable. There's so much that's debatable because this is a tiny passage and there's not a lot of information. Right. Um, and there's also the potential that there is evidence through like even just um, ancient studies that midwives were historically childless. So that's another interpretation, which would give us a little bit of understanding of the way that God blessed them mm -hmm. um, and how that's unique. So that's like a little bit of a background. But as we look at this whole narrative, right, what is happening with Israel? Israel, because of um, Joseph, is now, his brothers have come. They're now settled in Egypt. Mm -hmm. They're keeping with this original cultural mandate that was right. given to the people to be fruitful, that was given to God's creation mm -hmm. to be fruitful and multiply. And they're doing it, y'all. They are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so much so to the fact that Pharaoh begins to say, wait a minute, this is a threat because if something were to pop off, they could create a whole army and defeat us. And so he leans into a posture of like ethnic superiority and begins to oppress the Hebrew people. And he does this by trying to control how many young men are born, right? Mm -hmm. Because those young men would become military, army, whatever, by approaching these two midwives to kill the Hebrew sons as they're being born. And what happens with the midwives, girl? What happens? These midwives, they're like, no, we're not going to obey Pharaoh's command. Right. And why does it say in verse 17? What does it say, Toshiba? It says, because they feared God. Yes, yes. They feared, they feared God, God. And they did not do as the king of Egypt had told them. Just sit on that phrase. Just sit on that. That's just, just let's just sit right there. The boldness, right? Mm -hmm. So, right, they're coming there and and there's a subversive, there's a almost a um a a spirit of protest of subversive uh witness mm -hmm. in the space because when yes, Pharaoh draw when Pharaoh summons them, they're like, I mean, there's nothing we can do. These women are not like the Egyptian women. They give birth so quickly, we can't even do anything. Yeah. Um, and yeah. through their sort of uh, shrewd and subversive action, God honors them. He honors them for protecting this mandate to be fruitful and multiply. They yeah. are protecting and valuing life and God honors that because mm -hmm. that is straight from his heart. That's it. He is so good to them um, and gives them families. So th that's sort of the overview. Now let's dive in. Toshiba, what stands out in this narrative to you uh, that we can highlight? Yeah, I, I think one, just where we find this context that God is blessing Israel. Pharaoh hates it, this sort of ethnic uh, superiority, and um, he is fearful of being overtaken. And yet mm -hmm. God's plan is still remaining in that space, right? And so in the midst of Pharaoh being godless and selfish, right, with his ambitions, mm -hmm. these women who actually are not, uh, as we know, we see even in the text when Pharaoh tells um, the midwives to kill the boys and preserve the women is mm -hmm. because 
women were seen as property in this patriarchal society. And God is using right. they those. Mm-hmm. They, they, right. They're not the threat. Women are not the threat. And yet God is. This is why I'm talking about the irony. Don't make me shout. These narratives. The That's right. Why I talk about the irony of these narratives and how That's amazing so and a wonder and how we can stand at awe in God. Because yeah. here in this narrative, even it's not by happenstance that God is using Moses, right, to write this narrative and say, yeah, let's keep with the patriarchy and let the girls live and be property. And God is going to use women and raise Mm -hmm. them up in the irony of this for the sake of fearing God. I mean, yeah. how mighty yeah. is our God yeah. to say yeah. what culture will not dignify, God That's always right. values and dignifies. That's and right. He will That's use right. whom he pleases for his mm-hmm. glory. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so That's I think so good. women are recognized through the unique hand and power of God, and he chooses them and they choose to stay Mm -hmm. obedient to God over political authority. And that's what I think is so dope. It's like, we not only, we on God's side. We not on your side. That's right. We on God's side. And, And we can take that very, very clearly. I think also just the fact mm-hmm. that they do have this sphere of influence and that God uses their role in midwifery, right? Yeah, like yeah. women were the, right. that was a space for women. And that yet, was the space for women. Yep. And, and mm-hmm. the space that actually was for women that God is like, I'm going to mm-hmm. leverage that space, right? They're not reaching for another That's space. That's where I'm going to go. It's where they are mm-hmm. that God is still like, mm-hmm. let me leverage my glory. Let me let me right. illuminate and use my good work. And way. even like right, right where they're at, while, like you said, while Pharaoh is looking this other direction, like the men are the threat. These boys being born are the threat. And right in, right behind him almost are these women who are like, Okay, since you're not concerned about women, we're going to be in the space where women are doing what God has called us to do, bringing forth life. Bringing forth life. I love it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then I think that just like you're saying, that shrewdness, like Mm -hmm. having, showing those sharp powers of judgment when he is on top of them, like, how is it that these boys are still being born. Mm -hmm. Why are you letting them live? And they're using sharp Mm -hmm. judgment. These women were sharp to be able to respond that way. Very, very astute Mm -hmm. and answering and dealing with Pharaoh. And I think that it is, it speaks to the fact that women can use Mm -hmm. all aspects of who we are, right? Like, our brains, mm-hmm, our mm-hmm. hand, it, it, our brains and our bodies can be used for good. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I, I love how they respond in this narrative and that stands out. And just that, the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, it's no different than Hagar, right? That we just talked about um, in another episode, yeah. but that God rewards obedience, right? Like when we yeah. hear God's voice, we listen 
we trust, we obey. And in obedience, yeah. there is always a blessing. And so we see this relational mm-hmm. flourishing. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. I love that about this narrative. Leah, speak to how God uses Shifra and Pua's life mm-hmm. in the grand narrative. Like we're talking about what stands out, but what yeah. really, how is God using these women in his grand narrative? Well, I love even as you were saying, like, this is the sphere where women were, like women attended to women in birth. And mm-hmm. so they had this space to exercise what they knew was obedience to God. Mm-hmm. And if God's plan from the very beginning was to bless and not only bless, but bless life, yes. right? No one is going to come against God's plan when he Someone. sets forth to do what is to to be fruitful, Right. Nothing can come against that. And these women, they stood as um, like just the righteous rebels almost. I'm going to get excited because I'm I'm like, I tap into the spirit of activism and I'm like, yeah, resist, resistance. Hold up my fist. You can't see that. (laughs) But it's just like the way that they were able to resist for the sake of, no, God said be fruitful and multiply and that life is valuable and to be treasured. Mm -hmm. And when Pharaoh wants to quench life, he is not against Israel. He is not even against the midwife's work. He is against God himself. Yeah. In that, in that desire that is counter to the very heart of God, which Say is that. to bless, protect life, and to make it fruitful. Say that. And so God is using these women to stand right in the middle of someone who wants to extinguish life and the God who wants to bring forth life. And they are, they are midwives in both the literal and proverbial sense to bring mm-hmm. forth what God has intended, right? And he uses their domain to do it um right where they are right with the very skills and gifts that they were given he's like this is where i'm going to come into that space and i'm going to activate my plan of of preserving my people right in that space and you know right in that space and i mean it's not even This is the thing is that it is not even an application, but I feel like we need to say that to women in this day, that God will Mm -hmm. use you right where you are. He Mm -hmm. desires and delights to activate you for his good purposes and glory right where you are. You do not have to be stagnant. And numb and feeling the mundanity of life and saying, right. oh, because I am in fill in the blank season. Mm-hmm. God is saying, no, wherever you are present between mm-hmm. your two feet, mm-hmm. I am wanting to produce human flourishing. Amen. Mic drop. <laughs> Human flourishing wherever you are, wherever you are. I think it needs to and be said. Can we can we can we even bring it into the context of right now? Because we can see, even though there's not a Pharaoh breathing down our necks, mm-hmm. we can see left and right places 
people systems that want to extinguish life. Yes, political. That's why. That's why when political we, constructs and it, it, on both sides. And you know, I don't have a problem saying this because I love politics. Anybody who knows me loves. I love reading mm-hmm. about politics on both sides, and uh, you know, both sides have it have an air yeah. to it. Both sides, right. both the right and the left. And that's why, as believers, we have to say, just like the Hebrew midwives, we're on God's side. We're on God's side for uh, human life and preserving life. We're on God's side when it comes to literacy and preschooling that is available Mm -hmm. for free for everyone. We are on God's side when it comes to education. That's right. And uh, healthy school lunches. We are on God's side when it comes for dignity, mm-hmm. and understanding, and growing as full embodied beings as children go to college or training or trade school. We are on God's side when it comes to end of mm-hmm. life. We are on God's side. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Run it back, run the tape back again, because that's exactly why we're talking about they are whole life advocates, because this is not only about preserving the beginning of life, but the whole of life. Okay, because anywhere where you see a person or an institution trying to extinguish life. Mm-hmm. We know that that is against God's good plan for blessing and fruitfulness and multiplication. Yes. Anywhere you see that. Anywhere you see The it. beginning and or li- the end. And We're everywhere is, in between. Yes. And life is not just the physical body. Life yeah. is the mind, the body, and right. the spirit. That's why oh, we're mm-hmm. saying holistic. whole life. Holistic. Holistic. Girl, I got goosebumps. Goosebumps. And you know what else I want to point out is that there was an immense level of courage that I know that had to, that they had to have to be able to come before someone like Pharaoh, who was, who considered himself equivalent to a God. Yes. um, And to say, listen, I know, and I fear the living God more than anyone who's politically powerful and I'm sure was fearful, right? Yes. Like people were afraid of, and it echoes to me even what the um, the early church, the apostles were saying in the early church yes. when they had to come against uh, those who were in political and even religious power, they said, you know, am I going to fear God or or man? Mm-hmm. Um you know, I have to, at the end of the day, I have to answer to God. I believe that if, if we check out Acts 4, 19, I have mm-hmm. that as a note of, of that same thing, that same posture of, no, no, no. I know that I am going against what powerful people say, but I'm doing that because I have a deep, and what is this fear of the Lord? It is a reverence and a deep respect and honor for the way that God in all of his power, mm-hmm. um, sets things to go, right? 
Yes. Like we're not going to go against the way that God sets things to go because there's a deep reverence towards the one who has created it to go that way. Yes. So it is Acts 4.19. I feel like you're you're inviting me to read it. And Peter and John answered them, whether it's right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide. For we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. Mm-hmm. And we see this righteous indignation, this fear of God, not just mm-hmm. in the apostles, right? We saw it with Stephen, right? And it cost him his life. So let's be very clear. It, mm-hmm. like at, a, mm-hmm. at a certain point, it can cost you your life. It cost Stephen his life. Yeah. I think about, um, right. I was reading Shifra and Pua. It, the, almost the narrative sort of almost paralleled even to me with uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how they said, mm, we will mm-hmm. not bow down. And even if you kill us, we won't, we won't do it. We will not do it. Yeah. And it is that that shrewdness. It is that it is that we fear God over man. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Any and, space mm, that you w- feel God pulling you towards advocacy, towards righteous resistance, towards a subversive witness. Come mm-hmm. on. Um, there is a there is a precedent for it in the lives of Shifra and Pua. Like, mm-hmm. just know that. Okay. Just can we that. just can we just land there? Just know that. And and also know that, you know, I think about the temptation, like that one, first of all, the the truth of it is is that God does call us to be subversive witnesses. If you're living in the culture, if you're living in this world, at some right. point in time, you're going to have to be a subversive witness. I mean, mm-hmm. otherwise you're being complicit to the culture. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. a that that's just the other side of the coin. If you if you either for me or you mm-hmm. against me, that's the word. But secondly, I think there's also this tug and pull that in the midst of your subversive witness, be be aware that there is a temptation to go to the too far. And so, understanding to me when I read these accounts of these individuals, they mm-hmm. understood what they were assigned to do. They knew the assignment. They understood mm-hmm. the assignment and it mm-hmm. was so clear to them that they would not be pulled. They would not be tugged. They would not be uh, 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 manipulated because they knew what they were assigned to. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. Leah, what do you see in these women's lives and Shifra and Pua's lives that are displayed in this narrative? What attributes of God 
are, are, are seeing here. When we look at these communicable attributes, which again, just means the things that come from God's character that are reflected in our lives, we see in this narrative, just an incredible amount of wisdom Mm-hmm. that the midwives are exercising compassion, uh, kindness, and then just the justice of God and a sense of the holiness in how they revere life mm-hmm. and revere God, okay? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. just first of all, and to, and to dive deep in, I think the ones that stand out to me are just wisdom, the justice and the holiness too, because they had to navigate a very politically and just like safe, like tenuous situation that could have been dangerous for them. Um, and they did it with such a degree of wisdom. I mean, can you imagine them going back and being like, what are we going to say to Pharaoh? What's our plan, right? Mm-hmm. And how are we going to almost, it's not even, and I, I was looking at the text, I'm like, it's not even like they outright lie mm-hmm. because it very well could have been I mean, if you think about how much the Hebrew uh, women were working uh, at that time, it very well could have been, listen, I know as a birth worker, if you're moving around, that, yeah. that that's going to speed up your birth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they very well could have been speedy birthers. Yes. But the way that they were able to navigate with wisdom that uh, very delicate place mm-hmm. to be, um, to, to be, uh, full of integrity before the Lord and the holiness that he calls us to, to preserve life. Uh, It's just incredible. And Mm -hmm. I think that those things like stand out to me in the text. And then as we look at the things that are displayed in this narrative that are incommunicable attributes, the thing that, the things that belong to God alone is first of all, his eternality. He's accomplishing a purpose and a plan from the beginning for yeah. his people. He is all he always exists as the one who gives life mm-hmm. and as the creator of life. Yep. So and, and what like I said at the beginning, what God start, what he plans to do and his purposes, mm-hmm. no one can quench that. Not even Pharaoh not can even quench Pharaoh. that. Not even Pharaoh. You hit that on the money. No political power, no nation, nothing. Yeah. No force, nothing. Yeah. 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 So in 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 I mean, if that if that don't give you hope, check your pulse. Check your <laughs> okay? pulse. Check your pulse. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I, yeah. Um, and I Toshiba, I'm, what are we Yeah, ahead. I think what what you're saying um about no force can stop. Uh, what God is doing because he is eternal and he is omnipotent. He has all power. So even the authority that Pharaoh has been given, it has been given by God. It has been allowed. Measured out from him anyway. Measured out from him anyway. Okay. So let's be very, very clear. So knowing that, that no evil force can stop him, I think that that really ties in well towards our application of how we can embody um, a a promise from Shifra and Pua's story today. And the promise that I see is that, and there is an evil force that wants to stop God's image being multiplied in this world, right? It, there is mm-hmm. uh, the, the devil himself, Satan himself, is the driving force 
that seeks Mm -hmm. to stop the cultural mandate and mission of God of being fruitful, multiplying, filling the earth and subduing, right? But God in Mm -hmm. his omnipotence, his all-powerfulness, his eternality always existing will not be stopped. And so God's blessings cannot be stopped by any human force. I don't care if it was Pharaoh. I don't care (laughs) um, if it was uh, the Roman Roman individuals who were Mm -hmm. uh, seeking to kill Stephen or to persecute Mm -hmm. uh, the apostles, or even it's the Mm -hmm. right or the left that's in power today. Mm -hmm. I don't even care if it's your school districts, okay? Because some of us, Mm -hmm. if you in Florida, you you under some political and educational regimes that are trying to stop things, you may even be in a community that does not value healthy eating or uh, care for mothers through nursing, right? And other advocacies Mm -hmm. of care. God's plan will not be stopped for human flourishing. Mm -hmm. And that is what I, Mm -hmm. uh, that is a promise that we can hold and and that God is inviting us to be midwives to bring forth mm-hmm. God's blessings of fruitfulness into this world. You may be Oof. like me. I'm not a doula like Leah, but honey, I am a spiritual and educational midwife right in my neighborhood. Come through. I enjoy you going to say a that PTO again. meeting looking for how mm-hmm. are God's image bearers being cared for through Mm -hmm. human flourishing at the PTO meetings, at the school board meetings. Okay, somebody, Uh, can we look at how human Mm -hmm. flourishing is happening when it comes to city council meetings? Can we look at how human flourishing Mm -hmm. is taking place even in the space of your daycare? If you're a mom who has kids going to a daycare or even, can I say Mm -hmm. this, at your local church? I'm just throwing out spaces. Mm -hmm. Human flourishing should be happening in our local church. No lack of application here. Just so you know. Come on now. It's not a babysitting service, saints. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we can all be midwives. Even, and I'm just saying in those structures, but you also have single mothers on your block. You also have people who need supports Mm -hmm. who are in the margins. If it's, Mm-hmm. through diaper care or, you know, nursing mm-hmm. milk or there are tons of ways that God is inviting mm-hmm. us to be midwives, bringing forth blessings of fruitfulness in this world. So how can mm-hmm. we embody this? Yeah, you talked about human flourishing. You talked about human flourishing. And that's where I think that if we, if ladies, if you were to walk away with one word to frame this whole episode, it would be God's desire for human flourishing and our role as midwives in bringing that forth into the world. Mm -hmm. And so as we look at like applications of a promise and a practice, Mm -hmm. what is our practice? Yeah. That these midwives, first of all, the, the power is not even in what they did yeah, but what they did not, not do, do, right? Like the fact that they did not take the lives of these young boys. Say that one more time. It was not what they did, but it was what they did not do. 
And I think because we know that there is a force that wants to squelch the life and the fruitfulness that God desires, we can look left and right and see ways that we cannot, we can refrain from partnering with that force and instead join in the fruitfulness of the kingdom right this this concept of resistance is such a powerful action like yes. it's a powerful move of justice what you don't do what you resist yes. it as the forces of um just death honestly press around mm. us as a spiritual mm. opposition presses around us Amen. there are ways to resist and that is a powerful not only justice action in in God's justice but also just a powerful spiritual action as well. And to look and see through this narrative of the promise that God rewards the preservation of life. And so this is our this is our challenge to you ladies as the listeners. What is preservation of life for you? What is what is human flourishing for you? What do you resist? And what can you assist in bringing fruitfulness in human flourishing in the kingdom? So let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much for our sisters, Shifra and Pua. Thank you that through their narrative that you are inviting us to be midwives in some capacity for your, for our good and for your glory. God, I pray that we would find the ways that you are calling us to resist and assist in human flourishing for the glory of your name, we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm. Have a blessed Amen. day, ladies.